Everybody, welcome to the Kung Fu Podcast, the only podcast where 100% of our revenue goes to St. Jude's Hospital for Children's Research. <laughs> you know what's 100% of zero, Ben? That's a lot of money. <laughs> it's a big it's not ratio. even true. Like, we've got merch. We just don't make money off of it. Yeah, that's not our proceeds. <sighs> it's true. It really goes to custom ink. <laughs> we have a negative revenue <laughs> or a negative profit podcast. All right, Tani, you have some good Shabbos, good Shabbos. I don't really know what they are. Yeah, well, good Shabbos, good Shabbos. First off, welcome uh, back, uh, producer Ben, Ben Trager, uh, to the Confuble Podcast. Good to have you back. Um, uh, last time we spoke, we were coworkers. Last time we spoke, I was in Nashville. Now I'm in Maryland, but usually I live in New York. Things, things have changed for us. And I guess the biggest change, though, for anybody in this podcast uh, is, that, is that you have a, a new job title. Congratulations on uh, becoming senior producer back in May. Thank you. Appreciate it. Not a huge change, but, you know, a little bit of a different job. No, you got a different swagger about you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's visible from how you present yourself that you've been promoted. Do you have any new spreadsheet work? Because it feels like your, your job title is catching up with, like, the, the, the high-level work you're already doing. Definitely. We're probably working with about eight spreadsheets on the daily and probably 12 right now with the Draftathon St. Jude stuff. So big spreadsheet guy at this point. At this point in anybody's career, if you're like in your mid to late 20s and you don't like measure how professional you are by how involved you are in spreadsheets, I, I, I think you're suspect. If that's I'm the case, that and meetings, that and meetings. <laughs> if that's the case, Kofofo is just about the most professional um, football league out there. I literally don't know any reason why Kofofo is not the most professional league out there. You can quote me on that. <laughs> and then the other one, Seyd Khamla Shalom, Gabe and Sarah, uh, our, our league member and wife and their two children are, are leaving Boston tomorrow, moving to um, uh, richer Connecticut, moving to Stamford, though they're moving in with Sarah's mom for a bit first. And so very exciting for them. I've been uh, getting pictures of the moving boxes that the, the movers are coming tomorrow and they're, they're leaving Boston, which is crazy. They've been in Boston almost as long as we've been a league. Um, LCQ, which Adler did I email today? Ben, you want to, you want to hop in on this one? <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Uh, let's go with Yaakov. Not Jeff. No. It's Jeff? That's yeah. their dad. <laughs> um, ben, something we do for all guests outside the league. Um, can you name the 10 members of the league? <laughs> can I make? Well, there's Jason, Tommy. Oh. oh. He's Ezra, looking at the agenda, but still. Michael. <laughs> Michael. No Michael. No Michael. Oh, I was talking about Michael Thomas. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> it would be sick if Michael Thomas wanted to join our league. We'd say no, but it would be pretty sick if he asked. <laughs> he can move to Kent Mill. Yeah, but like, what are we going to do? An 11-team league? That's, that's fucked. <laughs> I'm not sure if he, could, if he has a kid, his wife. Like, We could work it out. Anyway, yeah, Joe, you want to take it from here? Because all these first questions are yours. I wouldn't step on your toes. Okay, well, you know what? Sometimes I like to share. I like to share... Ben, uh, welcome back to the pod. Um, you know, I think even though you're a professional fantasy person and, and a bro, uh, I think my favorite part about having you on the pod is that you really understand like the crazy home league sitch. Like, so I wanted to catch up. Uh, you know, how did you do in your home league last year? I have great news for you guys. I won my home league first oh. time ever. Oh, wow. Huge. Congrats. Thank oh. you. You would think I someone had... would text. 
Yeah, look, I'm pretty humble, pretty humble guy. <laughs> uh, but no, I was James Robinson with, was a big guy. Honey finished I, the worst team of the year last year, so I think I saw some texts about that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> shows you how humble Joey is. So, who was your league winner? James Robinson, for sure. It was a guy who FFT had touted about a week before anyone else, and because of that, picked him up, scooped him, and he's your also, league winner again this year. He's probably my league winner again this year. <laughs> Yo, the the guy who's moving, he's probably gonna be able to keep James Robinson for a dollar. Probably he already cut him for a dollar more on that later. Yeah, we had gotten so many keeper questions about James Robinson up until today, and it was like, <laughs> eh, hello, baby. Right now, oh my goodness, you better keep the guy. Yeah, he is the game stock of fantasy football players. It's <laughs> really 100%. true. It's really a solid call. I mean, it's not like he's a bad football player. Like when he was on the field, he did he did stuff. It's just like Etienne was a beast. Like even probably like after his freshman year, he probably could have produced on the NFL level. So, you know, to have him out of his way, it's uh, definitely good good news for Gabe. Absolutely. Yeah, but there's definitely always the risk, like what you guys talk on CBS a lot about, like Miles Gaskin, where if a guy came out of nowhere, like how long can you really trust him for? As opposed to like when the Cowboys spend a top five pick on Ezekiel Elliott, you know, they're just going to keep visual podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So, so, like, and James Robinson, the, the James, Robinson James Robinson was like, he was, yeah, but like the, the Cowboys still like picked the, picked like Tony Pollard higher than James Robinson went to the Jaguars. And like the, the draft position is not necessarily a, a reflection. Like this is, this is an opportunity league. And yeah. like, I mean, last year he did have the biggest share of touches and snaps of any running back in the league. So will that happen again this year? Probably not. Urban Meyer likes Carlos Hyde, but I mean, James Robinson can catch the ball. He can run the ball through the tackles and he can score touchdowns. So I'm all in on the guy. Urban Meyer liking Carlos Hyde is like a real like, man, everybody's got to earn their stickers type take. Did Carlos Hyde go to Ohio State? It's possible he played for Urban Meyer. No way. He didn't play for him, but he went to Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah. Or Urban Meyer. Surely he was at Florida then, no? No. Carlos Hyde's a lot younger than you think. Carlos Hyde's like 27. No, he is not. All right, uh, moving on, Shrags. Do you have any uh, fun stories from your league? How did you, now that you're king, what have you done to celebrate? See, I got to decide the last place punishment this year. Which but you was, do it by committee, right? So I was ahead of the committee. We had our eight-person committee. Good memory there. Um, what we did was we have a league member who, we live in the same town. Everyone's pretty much downtown. Le- league member lives technically same town, but six miles away. And when he was 14 years old, he didn't ask for a ride to the draft and he just biked because he was just not thinking and he showed up all sweaty, soaked. So we're like, all right, you got to do that again. So he had to bike to the draft. <laughs> okay. He showed up completely sweaty. It was hilarious. That was probably the, the most fun thing that happened. Draft was a few weeks ago. I didn't draft James Robinson. I'm an idiot. But yeah, that was a real fun way to celebrate. Why would you do, why'd you do the draft so early? Well, it would sound like we drafted late because in the past we've drafted on June 21st. You drafted we, April. You drafted in the NFL drafts. Pretty much. Exactly. So and we trade a lot. So that was kind of the reasoning for being early. So this for us is late. But yeah, we, we're getting to the point where we don't have our entire lives to just talk fantasy with each other. I do it all the time, but they don't. Um, so we don't trade as much. So that's why we pushed it back. But it's still definitely early compared to my ideal draft weekend, which would be Labor Day. Do you feel the fact that you are a professional fantasy man makes you able to get your way more in trades? No, it's it's definitely the opposite. 
Yeah, it's it's oh my gosh, he definitely knows something I don't know. Let me triple check this. Let me wait until tomorrow. Yeah, I'm ever since I got the job at CBS, people aren't trading with me. Wow. It'd be like two years ago, you'd be texting. I was like, they just assume you're like texting Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell's like, yeah, I'm not playing this year. I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to circle exactly. back to this punishment for a second because all our league members who are so reticent to have a last place punishment, that's benign. That's a really good punishment. It adds banter. It adds character to the draft. You know, it doesn't necessarily, it's, it's, we're not trying to get anybody an ass tattoo. Like, let it happen. I think that's a really good Thing that you do i'm like really honestly a bit resentful that at this point our league is so like we've we're, we're more on this later but like we're we're nearly a decade into this league like how much evidence of us being good friends do you have to have before you stop worrying about one of us like trying to shaft each other with like a teddy bear tattoo on the ass like oh well, half the league is brothers also yeah <laughs> do you guys draft together in person outside of covid times um to the extent that we can like we got like, half the league in new york half the league in dc so like I think we're going to have eight out of 10 though in DC this, uh, this year, because uh, it's our, our draft is the Saturday night before Rosh Hashanah and a bunch of us are coming home to spend the, uh, the holiday with the family. So it's actually uh, going to be pretty good. We have uh, a league member who's already committed to bringing pizza. So it's going to be quality. Last time though, Tanya, you know what last time when we brought pizzas, I think there was something like there are four people drafting together. So we figured like we get one eight slice pizza, <laughs> but then one of the guys just requested his own personal calzone, just messing up all the math. I remember that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I got Stephen Curry questions. This guy got Stephen Curry goss. Oh, that's good. Well, oh, I, I figured you, you had you had Steph Curry, like I, I don't even remember the deal, but you you basically had Steph Curry do some tzedakah, some charity work with your league, and that was really cool. And I imagine that you tried to to build off of that um, you know, notoriety and whatever, you know, you Steph Curry, obviously Steph Curry is not on the same level as you, but like we're trying to, you know, build from strength to strength, as they say. Uh, and, and we're trying to like build off of having you on the pod last year. We're going to have you now today. And we want to have, you know, some more this year. Do you have any suggestions for like someone to reach out to who's like an attainable goal for us to uh, build upon uh, our success with you for the season? I mean, I think we're going to talk about him later. Cole Beasley would be just a great guy to talk to. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I mean, now with, um, now with the name image, name image and likeness rules, um, like we get like Spencer Rattler. Um, we could try to get some college guys, you know, because they yeah, don't have like the, the social media cameo. following that. Oh, um, cameo from Rattler. Cameo. I was oh, looking I mean, into some, I was looking at some Fiverr stuff for, for a Kumfuffle ad and they like charge by the word. Like it's $5, like two words. Then the, these things go up pretty quick. Wow. Like, I don't know if I want to pend like $500 for two seconds of uh, like the Brickashaw Ferguson cameo. Also like at least have it be someone who like we had a name team named after. I don't know. Hey, what's your Steph Goss link? Uh, HM McCarrens after the year. That's tough. Yeah. What's your Steph Goss? Oh, my Steph Goss. Um, his parents are filing for a divorce. That's really Shrek, tough. Do you blame yourself? Time. No comment. <laughs> I also, in the article, it said that um, they put it in such a diplomatic way. They said um, Dell and Sonia Curry um, yeah. got married in 1988 the year Steph was born like <laughs> and like my brother pointed that out to me and I was like well maybe they got married in January he was born in October it was, was a shot in wedding he, he was, born, he in was born in March he was born in March you know it Steph was... Curry's month of birth yeah it was uh, pie day do you that did you see the crazy tweet thread about it it was unbelievable I'm obviously putting this in the show notes it was 
spectacular. It was probably like a 40 tweet thread about how dumb Dell is being and how he doesn't know what single life is about to be. And the whole thing was hysterical. Like the person is like unclear, like he's got 8,000 followers on Twitter, but like it's unclear what he does or like how he got them. And then like Mina Kimes, Mina Kimes, no, no, this guy tweeting about it. Oh, okay. And this guy- Like broadcaster for the Hornets. No, no, but like this guy just like tweeted this hilarious thing about like how Dell is making a mistake. Like people do all sorts of crazy things and side note, come full tent. He was like, people are pegging out here. (laughs) (laughs) And and he was like, you don't know what it's like out here. It's like a 40 tweet thread and Mina Kimes is in the comments and then someone's like, bud, she's leaving him. Yeah, listen, (laughs) like when millionaire celebrities get divorced, Chances are they do know what else is out there. Hey, wow. I'm also in the news. Billionaire celebrities got divorced. Um, I will say like a few years ago, I read this uh, book about Steph Curry and like it talked about like he's such a tries to be such like, a humble religious guy, but all his teammates um, always are um, ragged on him for having a hot mom. <laughs> <laughs> Again, like no those comment. two things are not connected. <laughs> yeah, maybe no comments. The smart it's just funny. Like imagine if like Matthew Critz is in our league and had a hot mom. It's just like at every moment. <laughs> People just make it fun. Why did you choose Matthew Critz? That man because I choose the most humble religious person to be on the Kafufa podcast. Why can't you say Ariel Issa? All right. Uh, Last question that I have that I want to get to. These other ones that Joey added, you can you can do them if you want or not. How would you define? We were having a discussion this year. is our ninth year and we always do themes for our team names and this year the theme is Muppets and we'll we'll talk about that towards the end even though we know you're famously not a huge Muppet guy Um, but (laughs) a few years back maybe three years ago Joey our theme was like exes and girlfriends and um, and a couple weeks ago me Joey and Jason the league commish were discussing who is the exiest ex and I guess I, w- I wanted to toss this to you. How would you define the exiest ex in league history? Would it be the person who has dated or been with the most league members? Would it be the person who we discussed the most or the person whose name became the best team name? And I guess to put, it, like, to put it in context, it's um, like I redid the Confofo logo because from above this year, it used to be like Moses on a mountain, but now I put Kermit the Frog on the mountain. And last year we did Pokemon. So like I replaced Moses like Pikachu. So I guess like, I mean, what, how would you be the X that is the Pikachu or Kermit the Frog of X's? It's, it's gotta be, you made a trade, like you, Adam dropping Justin Jefferson. That's the X's X. Like you traded away some no, we're talking about player that went off. Oh yeah, yeah we're talking about X fantasy players. Oh, okay. That's, that's actually, that's actually, I think the answer to that is AJ Brown. He was like dropped like six times in between when he was dra- like when oh, we yeah, drafted yeah, that right. year and then when he broke out and then like Yakov is still keeping him two yeah, years good. later. Yeah. Wow. That's a, that's ex girlfriend wise. It's it's got to be someone who's like gotten with a friend or if if something like you know, five like, members, current and former members of the league, have dated this person. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> would that beat someone that was a week away from marrying a league member? That beats it. Yeah. That be interesting. It. Okay, so there you go. I, I agree. I agree. This is uh, but I'm glad we got an outside opinion on that. Like I really am. <laughs> so you've got a couple questions if you want, and then a quiz, and then we can get into our mailbag. All right, these should be quicker. Um, I was looking at Confuffle history on. I was kind of. You guys are always talking on the pod about know your league, so I was kind of looking at the history of how much people have spent in certain spots to see where I can find value, and what is the most somebody spent, um, least somebody spent. We do an auction draft. The least somebody spent on his entire wide receiver core. 
How many wide receivers do you start? Uh, three in a flex and then like six bench spots, five bench spots. And, and, and you're saying in one year? During the draft, this person spent a very small amount of money on wide receivers. Lowest of all time? Lowest of all time. 20 out of 200? It might have been that year when I accidentally spent like a 130 on two running backs. I want to say like eight. All right. This guy had four wide receivers on his roster. And he spent four dollars. <gasps> <laughs> was it one of the years that Dean Auto drafted? I think it was one of the years that Dean Auto drafted. But even an auto draft, you should be able to get somebody. <laughs> Usually, when he auto drafts, he gets like some mediocre, like Raheem Mostert type for twenty bucks. Like you'd think that would just like happen in the wide receiver court. But damn. All right, so we have done seven years of auctions. Which five? And we're also <sighs> we keep two players every year. So after seven years of auctions, some guys are just out of the draft. But like Alvin Kamara is never going to be drafted because he was picked up as a rookie. Um, which five players have had the most money spent on them? Oh, good question. McCaffrey. That's one. Lamar Jackson. I wish. McCaffrey and Lamar Jackson, they've both (laughs) been uh, kept by me. Todd Gurley. But you kept um, McCaffrey for like 60. I think Gurley. 56. Um, Can I I put one in or or is this? uh, Definitely Saquon because of Jason. Yeah, which is crazy because Saquon's only been in the pool for three years and he's already top five. Three out of well, seven. He's been, years. Like, he's been like 78 and 80 two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zeke, a couple Zeke. years ago. Yeah, and I Gotta think be. two wide receivers. Michael Thomas? My, um, no, but they were both in his division last year. I mean, I know. So is that Julio? Julio. Yeah. yeah. Julio is always a luxury item. I think always the person, the two best keepers like splurges on Julio, which makes sense. And last one in Michael Thomas's division. Michael Thomas's division. Antonio Evans? Brown. Um, Evans. Dang. Zeke, Julio, Evans, McCaffrey, and Barkley. All right. Last one. And this is depressing. The Ravens have, um, as of today, 12 wide receivers on their roster. Of the guys that are healthy enough to practice, how many career catches do they have? <laughs> twelve receivers. Uh, how many career catches? It's like practicing as of yesterday. Uh, today, Tuesday's practice, August twenty fourth. Wow. Eighteen Seven? catches. Shraggy's way closer. It's twenty. <laughs> only only one of their six healthy players has any career catches. Is Devin Duvernay who has twenty catches because he's really last year. If you and like Devin Duvernay, like. <laughs> He was a luxury player at Texas. He's a luxury player for the Ravens. Like, if ever you wanted a stat to say spend on Mark Andrews, goddamn. All right. Tani, oh. Tani a couple weeks oh, ago, wow. brought in some Jeopardy. The answer to every question is Rice, because we have a Rice alum university, Rice University alum uh, <laughs> present. <laughs> so the answer to everything is Rice? The answer to every question is Rice. There's two categories. There's Rice with a lowercase r, Rice with an uppercase r. Um, Shraggy, the board is yours. Pick. You only pick from these uh, two columns. Capital R five hundred. All right. This twenty-year-old actress who has starred in the MCU Spider-Man movies, Mayor of Easttown, The Nice Guys, and Black Mirror. What is the actress' name? I don't know. What is Rice? The answer is Rice. It is Anguri Rice. <laughs> <laughs> Can, can we get it right by saying what is rice? Jeopardy rules is you only need to say a last name. God All right. Damn. Ben, board's still yours. You have $500. Capital 400. 
this woman was once considered a front runner as Joe Biden's Honey. running mate, has served as the director of the Domestic Policy Council, national security advisor, and ambassador to the United Nations. Who's Condi Rice? No. What? Joe Biden's running mate. These, these moderates. Schrager. Who is Rice? The answer is Rice. It is Susan Rice. Dang. All right. So you got $900. I have a feeling the next one's going to be a daily double no matter what. All right. Pick. <laughs> Lowercase r, 500. This is a chemotherapy regimen. Daily double. How much are you wagering? You have $900. Zero dollars. Okay. <laughs> are, are we doing all 10 of these questions? Yeah, they're quick. They're all rice. The answer is rice. It is <laughs> rituximab, ifosemide, carbol- carboplatin, and etopacide. All right, Schrager, board's yours. <laughs> Capital for 300. Cooking term, meaning to pass food through a mill. What is rice? Ricing. Mm. <laughs> Did I get that wrong? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Tani, what's yours? Uh, I guess uppercase for 300, please. Three-time NBA All-Star, 1989 NCAA champion, Final Four MVP, and 2000 NBA champion. There's a guy named Rice on the Lakers? Yeah. Glenn Rice. Oh. Hmm. Dang. All right, now we're, now we should be at the easy ones. Tani, board's yours. Capital R for 200. Former U.S. Secretary of State, current director of the Hoover Institution at Stanford University. Can I get Condi? Condoleezza Rice. Yes. Brown's head coach. I got lowercase for 200, please. What's Brown's head coach mean? She was apparently a candidate for the Brown's head coaching job or GM job, maybe. <laughs> All right. A school in Texas with an owl mascot. Ben. All right. What is rice? <laughs> that is correct. Board's yours. I think what's left uh, of 100, 300, 400. 400 lowercase. You sure? Yeah. One, three, four, one. A mnemonic acronym for the four elements of treating soft uh, what tissue is rice? Do you know what they are? Rest. Ice. Cream. No. Hmm. Rest, ice, <laughs> compression, elevation, right? Oh, I probably yeah. should have gotten that. All right, so we got one, two, and one. Let's go with one lowercase. The most widely consumed staple food <laughs> for over half the world's human population. Oh, Tony, you got it? Uh, I'm going to go for what is rice? <laughs> that was the only one easier than the college. All right, and then rice for 100. All-time NFL leader in receptions, touchdowns, and receiving yards. Who is Jerry? Jenks. He's not impressed with you. That was wholesome. That was wholesome. We said it the exact same time with the exact same words. I like that. Dang. I did not expect more Jeopardy after last week. For context, Ben, uh, one of our friends from high school uh, has like um, done three rounds of interviews to be on Jeopardy. And we had him on the pod last week to talk about it. How do you do with your Jeopardy? Uh, I think he beat beat me. There's like there's two categories, like King Arthur and people dressed up like movies. And he just knew all the King Arthur stuff. Yeah, dude knows some King Arthur, okay? <laughs> um, okay, well, if that's the case, um, Joe, you have an ad this week? We'll see. Okay, well, uh, if we have an ad, it'll be now. And if not, um, here's a mailbag. All right, Ben, these are some listener questions for you. First question from Ezra Schwartz. How was your day? 
How's my day today? Yeah. It was or amazing. tomorrow, because that's when it's, this is going to come out. <laughs> oh, tomorrow. It's even better. <laughs> We've got three draft meetings. We actually already raised more than last year, $37,000 as of right now. So I'm pumped. And talking polarizing players on the podcast. So Saquon Barkley, Joe Mixon, all the good guys. Not bad. I'm a trash guys. I'm a, I'm starting grad school next week, Ben. I don't know if you know this. And, uh, and uh, I just got an email today from the bursar's office that the part of my uh, loans that's I'm supposed to use for like rent and food is coming in in two days. I'm going to dip into that and give to St. Jude. I'm going to do it. Wow. I'm doing it. Tony with a big donation. I love it. Thank you. You got to get yourself a custom team logo. Like what are you aiming to get? I'm aiming to give Chaim whatever I get, I get. That's $18. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm getting a podcast appearance. That's what I'm getting. All right. So um, just some things top of the board uh, for 2021 fantasy football season. Do you have like a strategy going into this year across the board? So general strategy, if you can have number number one pick, you take strategy. It. Yeah. Well, we're auctioning. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, in an auction. No, I really do want one of the top five running backs in, in an auction. If it's a snake. If, if it's a keeper auction, like let's say that the only top guys on the board is let's say like Zeke and Kamara. How, and I'm, $200, what would you be willing to go for on those? Spending up on Kamara for sure definitely willing to go to like 70 for him i don't know what he would go for in your league with keepers but we've had guys go for 80 yeah 70 for camara seek and yeah, more like 55 60 Ooh. i would love to get camara um otherwise the wide receivers that are right around that round three four range are who i'm loading up on so in an auction for your salary cap draft for you guys um i would probably get the one elite running back if especially if you're keeping one and then try to get three wide receivers who are in that Terry McLaurin, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods range. I actually have a question about Cooper Cup. So a buddy of ours um, who usually doesn't listen, but probably will listen when he knows that we're talking about his keepers. He's not going to listen. After on this, I bet you he will. He he had a, He's in a three-keeper league, and he has Eckler for a dollar, Russell Wilson for a dollar, and Cooper Cup for 20. And he was thinking about trading away Eckler for a couple of guys so he can push out cup and ultimately like me him and joey were discussing it last night and i came to the conclusion that he definitely shouldn't trade eckler and i said what i think is like a bold statement that i don't even think he should keep cooper cup because like cooper cup for 20 out of a 200 budget is like you're, you're you're paying market value at which point like you're taking away flexibility to like use that money for a steal or like to pay up for somebody which i'd prefer to do over um like uh, getting a mid-level guy. So I was curious to hear your thoughts about that. This is, this is the scenario I think it is. I think it's either Godwin and McLaurin for it's Eckler and cup for $11 more than Godwin and McLaurin. So I'm definitely keeping Eckler. I don't want to trade him away. The thing with cup you is for Godwin and McLaurin. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. I, I do like both of them, especially but Eckler, at a dollar. Yeah. You're, you're having all your budget left. So the thing with cup is like, he's priced at market price, like you said, Tony. So if you like Cup, if you're passionate about the guy, you keep him. If you think you would actually have gotten him in the salary cap draft, you keep him. Otherwise, no, let him go. Choose somebody with $20 that you actually want. Yeah, yeah, strong agree. Strong, strong agree. Is there somebody, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question, Joey. I hope you don't mind. Is there somebody that you're like avoiding like the plague? Your 10-foot pole, you won't touch them with that uh, this year? I mean, 
Robert Tunyon's that guy. All of his touchdowns last year were Aaron Rodgers made. Not saying Aaron Rodgers can't make them again this year, but it's not like he's a special talent at all. Is so there a I'm rush on like the 15th ranked seen. tight end? He's so in home leagues, he's going as tight end eight or nine right now, what? which is kind of crazy to me. But even eight or nine because he, cost he more than like five to two dollars. Okay, but I think I it's a, it's irrelevant. I, I feel oh. like uh, the point stands. This guy. Yeah. It's it's Clyde Edwards-Alaire. If you want someone who's who's higher up there, I'm super scared of him. Really good running back, and they trust him. Patrick Mahomes is going to continue to hand the ball off to Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey on the one yard line. I think Clyde Edwards Clyde Edwards-Alaire is not a top twenty, top eighteen running back. And then we already discussed James Robinson. Who are you trying to get the most? Yeah, I mean it's relative today because I'll take him at the end of the second round. I think he'll actually be priced around there um, by probably a week or two from now. So it's Alan Hurts is who I've so far drafted the most of. I think he has Kyler Murray upside from last year. I think he's going to run for 50 yards a game. And I don't know if he's a good passer. I don't really think it matters. So I've taken him. Yeah, I think so too. As like early it's as the round past eight. few years, the past few years, there are guys that just didn't get a lot of play the rookie year. Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. I guess Kyler Murray started this whole year, but there's always the second round guys yeah. and they're always the, the breakout guy. And then they kind of had like a third year slump maybe. But I think, I think you're right. It Jim makes Hurts. too much sense to me. Uh, first question from a listener in the mailbag. Um, Jason wants to know, is Hunter Henry going to do well this season? I guess let's expand it a little bit. How do you see the Patriots uh, tight end uh, situation playing out this year? Well, quick answer to the question is no. I think Johnny Smith's going to be the better tight end. I think they're both going to split time. They'll probably be on the field a lot together. Jacoby Myers is going to lead the team in targets, and Cam Newton's not going to throw for more than seven touchdowns. So I don't. I hope Mac Jones is the quarterback for that purpose, but – yeah, I don't know Henry, how they can answer that question if you don't even know who the quarterback is. It's tough. I mean, either way, though, I think the Patriots are not going to be in the red zone enough where Hunter Henry is going to get more Ooh. than eight touchdowns. I, I don't think the offense is very eight good. Eight already a lot. Eight would be what you need because he's not going to get more than 500 yards. I don't so you're saying he's, he's Jimmy guy. Graham? He is literally Jimmy Graham with competition there and John U. Smith. So mm-hmm. I really don't like him. I, I don't think he should be drafted. Yeah. Uh, strong, as a Patriots fan, strong agree. Me and another uh, league member who are Pats fans are like praying that this Cam Newton Narish kite is gonna allow um, Mac Jones to uh, start Week One. Really, really hopeful. Um, but he's out ha- less than a week. Whatever. But but like in other words, like he's 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 not like the, the team is pissed. They they don't trust him. He was trashed last year to begin with. He's been trashing in preseason. Like Mac Jones, like elevated himself like crazy in his senior year of college. And now he's going into an offense that like theoretically could scheme him. Uh, so yeah. Um, good note, Ben. Um, as a person who's keeping Jonathan Taylor, um, like how, how, how should I process the, uh, the Wentz and offensive line injuries? I, there's no real way to know because I can tell you right now, Jonathan Taylor is an amazing running back and Philip Rivers was not good last year and it didn't matter. So well, it matters for like the first top... 10 weeks. Yeah, it, I mean, it mattered when Taylor really wasn't getting work. Uh, Hines was there too much. Hines is still there, which is a little scary. Um, I don't love Taylor before the eighth overall pick. I, I would rather get him at the one-two turn, but, you know, you're keeping him. I think he's going to be really good. I Again, Wentz is hel- if Wentz is healthy, Wentz may not be good. Wentz wasn't good last year. So I think it's more of just him getting the work more than the offensive line or Wentz offensive line matters more to me than Wentz, but either way, I think he's going to get enough touches to be a top 10 running back and, and you'll be fine with that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm going to skip question four just because we kind of did that just now. Which stud wide receiver is in greatest danger of having a zero year, Michael Thomas, Hopkins, or Devontae Adams? That's from Ezra. And he literally meant because like two of them are anti-vaxxers and one of them is like kind of fake an injury. But you could talk about who's going to bust of those three. Oh, I did not know that. I did not know that. Of those three, it's Michael Thomas. It's the easy way out. Let's, I'm thinking of this in the time when Michael Thomas is back, like in those eight weeks or seven weeks or whatever it is. I still think Taysom Hill might be the quarterback, not maybe throws to Michael Thomas six times instead of the target hog he's been. Uh, Jameis Winston's the quarterback. He's super wild. Michael Thomas doesn't play at all this year. That's a possibility. Uh, Michael Thomas gets traded to a team like the Bucks, where he's the fourth option or the third option. All of these are possibilities. I think Michael Thomas is, out of those three, probably the one greatest danger of scoring less than 50 points. Joe, you want to ask one? Um, yeah, I feel like we could skip a couple of these because like Aaron Rodgers already kind of committed. We, we asked, we put in the questions a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, I think the one you're highlighting. Do you think that Darren Waller can um, supplant the two Ks? Kelsey and Kittle is the best tight end. Yeah. I mean, he's I already better than Kittle. He is. Like I, I'm already good. drafting him over Kittle. I'm cool with that. <clears throat> the only way I think he gets over Kelsey is a Kelsey injury, which at Kelsey's age, I can see happening. Um, I think or, Kelsey or is going to absolutely dominate. He could. That's a real thing. I do think even if Kelsey doesn't score touchdowns, his targets are going to be there. He's going to have 10 targets a game. I think Waller could score the same number of points as Kelsey if they're both healthy. I don't see him scoring more, but Kelsey misses a couple games. Waller doesn't. I could easily see Waller being number one. And, and next year, I would not be surprised if Waller is ranked number one tight end going into drafts. Yeah. I mean, I was looking at like Kelsey's past three years and he had 16, 12 and 16 points a game. And like the year I spent on him was the year he got 12 and that's just touchdowns. Yeah. All right. Um, What do you think about two quarterback leagues? I have only played in one and I don't love them except for the fact that if you're in a 10 team league or an eight team league, I'm totally cool with it because there's just so many options out there. I don't love it when, someone can win a matchup because a guy's quarterback goes down and they happen to pick up two more quarterbacks on the waiver wire. They get them and they're forced to play a team with one quarterback. Do you have a favorite non-conventional way to play? Like Tony asked, if you're into any high stakes leagues, do you have a favorite, like just not three all receivers two running back flex kind of league? Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I've played with punt returning, re- punt returning before. And I'll tell you to never do that. My least favorite. League. Oh, that's a, that's a disaster. Um, Even kick returns, like way better than punt returns. Yeah. It, it was a mess. Um, I don't know. I don't like three wide receiver leagues. I, what? I prefer to have two wide receivers and a flex and maybe even two flexes, but yeah, I, I like the two running backs, two wide receivers and, and make it even if you want. Yeah. So not unconventional, but different than the C- CBS standard, I would say. I personally like, I, I like three hour series, two running backs, just because it's the most like a team. That's why I like one quarterback. I just like it to be like, as if you were the general manager of a team, you know? That's honestly a really good transition to a question I wanted to ask that I forgot to put in a thing. Adam, like maybe t- last week, I want to say, made like a very impassioned case for half half PPR. Yes. And Joey, Joey really hates half PPR specifically because like it doesn't like reflect like adding value on the football field. I'm very pro half PPR. None of us like full PPR. I'm curious to hear uh, your input uh, on that regard. So I guess it's kind of the unconventional thing. My home league is 0.1 PPR. I think we talked about it last year. Yeah, I think we did. I'm cool with 0.1 and 0.5. I don't want a wide receiver to get the full point for the catch or a running back even. 
10.5, it opens a player pool a little bit, but not too much and makes a guy like McKissick startable at flex versus last year. You're just hoping for a touchdown still. So I get it. I don't love non PPR, but I'm, I'd much rather play non PPR than full PPR. Yeah. I think I agree with that as well. What do you guys um, play? We're half. Um, Joey, do you have the keeper data? Cause I don't. Yeah, I do. Uh, we could run through it quickly because yeah, I know you're, uh, let's end with that. You're bummed for time. Um, you can ask uh, the, like the stick questions while I'm, doing, while I'm pulling them up. Sure. While you're pulling up. So, um, next year we've got our 10 year anniversary. Do you have any suggestions of things that we should do to, to commemorate? Well, first of all, you should implement a punishment for last place. That, that should be on the agenda. Yeah. For the 10th year. Hmm. I think your 10th round pick should have to be made by your significant other. That's nice. It's a sort you of like to, compliment the X part from a couple of years ago. Like we, uh, yeah, exactly. You can't prep them. You can call them up and give them four options, five options, but they cannot be ready and they have to answer. Who wants and, to be a millionaire? Yeah. Tenth round pick significant other. Exactly. Wow. We'd have to think about how to do that. And if you're sing- yeah, I was about to say, oh, true. You've got a decent number of single people in this league. Um, if you're single, you have to call your ex or your mom. I was about to say, maybe mom or your mom. Solid call. Joey, can you zoom in? Yeah. Or you have to uh, save ten dollars. You have to spend ten dollars on kicker or defense. All right, this is also like I made this like a month ago, um, so a lot of things have changed. But well, let's run through it as quickly as possible. Who would you pick for each guy? Um, this is what Jason Tyreek for fifty three, McLaurin for fourteen, Herbert for two. Pick two out of three. Herbert McLaurin for sure. All right, I got. Is it max three for, or max two for each team? Max two for each team. Um, I have Ridley for 20, which is a lock. Josh Allen for two. Mark Andrews for nine. Robert Woods for 18. I'll go with Allen there. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm still not sure, but I think it's between these two, Allen and Andrews. All right, Tannehill for one. Dobbins for six. Waller for 10. Mike Davis. He might be, I think he was like 30. I think it's 15. I think Mike Davis for 15. Waller and Dobbins. Um, yeah, I think that makes sense. Jefferson for two. Eckler for 20. Um Miles Sanders for 17, CeeDee Lamb for seven. Jefferson for sure, close between Lamb and Eckler. Really? I think it's pretty easy, Eckler. I would go Eckler still, um, but I do love Lamb, and then you're paying nothing for him. You're going to have two top 12 wide receivers for $9. But no, I'll go Eckler and Jefferson. Jefferson for two, man. What a steal. If you could only have one for the entire year, would it be CeeDee Lamb on your teams or Lamb as a food? If you had to... Go without lamb. Would you take lamb? <laughs> oh, I can go a year without lamb. No problem. All right. I also eat pork, though. So, like. And there's other meats. All right. Kyler for 13. AJ Brown for 17. Ayuk for one. He's just keeping AJ. I'm guessing. We didn't hear what you said. Oh, because you could t- you could keep one. Yeah. I would just keep AJ Brown. I wouldn't I wouldn't keep Kyler. You wouldn't keep Ayuk for a dollar? Oh, true. Yeah. Might as well. All right, Aaron Jones, 26, Dave Montgomery for six, Kelsey for 40. Whew. Jones for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't think Kelsey's crazy just to lock him up because prices go high in keeper leagues. You know? Yeah. I'm cool with Kelsey there too. All right, Metcalf, 21, DeAndre Swift, 12, Noah Fant, one. Holy and now James crap. Robinson, one, is just locked in. Holy he wasn't crap. even on the board earlier today. but uh, He's got some real options, goddamn. 
it's interesting that you're not the one with the bad reception tonic sitting at like a i know <laughs> in a forest um what'd you say shrex uh i would go swift but i would rather have dk than swift in a complete vacuum and okay. definitely robinson um hawkinson and claypool those are the only options um yeah Tony's actually so got some. Tony's actually got some good options, but I think it's there's like the clear top ones. I think you made the right choice. Um, Stephon Diggs thirteen, Deontay Johnson for nine, Lamar for fourteen, Jonathan Taylor twenty two, Chase Edmonds one, T Higgins one, Miles Gaskin twelve. I tanked. I tanked. <laughs> I was like trying to tank more, and then didn't even work. Big <laughs> for sure. Yeah, and was and Jonathan Taylor for the second one. Yeah. All right. Last one, Dean. Who is Allen? I don't even know. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, 14. Dalvin Cook, <laughs> yeah. 58. Um, Dallas Goddard, 5. Antonio Gibson, 9. I think that's pretty chalk also. Like, unless you want to lock in Cook as opposed to Gibson. Cook, Cook and Gibson. Gibson. Oh, really? Not Allen? I would do the two running backs. Yeah. I'll throw Allen back. I mean, fine with a top 15 run wide receiver, but you're not going to get Cook for – Less than 60 if you throw him back. I don't think. I think he'll go for more than that. He definitely would. He would go for 75. I, I think that's a that's a decent call. I mean, think about it this way. When I kept McCaffrey for 56, I won the league. Um, and obviously there were other things that happened, but like I don't think there was like a, a zero percent correlation. Um I think we should I, I like my question for working at CBS. Like you guys have some NFL actual guests, and I guess if you're like in the media, maybe like bumping the shaft or something. Do you have a favorite story of interacting with an NFL player personality? Through work or not through work? Um, whatever you think's best. Whatever's the best radio. I would say through work, I can't really pinpoint anything because it's been COVID for the majority of my career at CBS. And it's like, yeah, I'm sitting on a laptop. I've Zoomed with like, you know, Nance before or Romo. And like, that's cool. But I played in a fantasy league with Roddy White. Did we talk How about that this happened? last year? No, yeah, we didn't talk about this. So he just tweeted, I'm trying to play fantasy football this year. This is when he was in the NFL. And so I just responded like four different times, like, yo, come in our league, come in our league, come in our league. And he was like, all right, I'm in as long as I get the first pick. Did the like, NFL know that he was playing fantasy football? He was very public about this. We didn't put any money on it, but he was public about it. And we just made a league for Roger. <laughs> it wasn't our actual league. <laughs> Did he sick. have himself? So, no. So, I drafted Roddy, and he – this was the year they were on hard knocks. So, we, like, knew all about the Falcons. He drafted Julio and Harry Douglas and Harry Douglas. I want to say Michael Turner was their running back at the time. Okay. Uh, he drafted all of them, and then one week, it was, like, Friday, and he takes Julio out of his lineup. And I was <laughs> like, hmm, I wonder what's going on. The next day, we find out Julio's got a hamstring injury. He's going to miss the week. That's cool. He was actually checking it. <laughs> Did you have was, any interactions with him from there? Or he yeah, just kind so of like, I, I texted I texted him a few times and I was like, yo, like your team's kind of trash. Like, <laughs> you want to trade for yourself? And he's like, I'll wait until after the bye week until healthy. <laughs> he's he's like, Yeah, he wasn't healthy until after the bye week. Wow. That's a good way to end. Um, it's 740. I know you got to hop at uh, 52. So um wanted to get a chance to say thank you. Hopefully, uh this year, you can uh, go back to back in the home league, and hopefully, uh, somebody in our league can uh, take the uh, solid advice that you're giving out and parlay that into a new, uh, new chevy. Though, to be honest, um, if 
it, it, best case scenario for us is that we don't have a new champion this year because we have five people who've won the league so far. And if we don't have a new champion, then next year we can do divisions of winners and not winners, which I think is good for the 10 year anniversary. Um, I like that. So I'll yeah. root for a previous winner. Good. And it could be actually, Schrager, in your, in your honor, I'm about to have Bibimbap for the first time, which is a rice dish. Oh, in honor of a uh, yeah. Rice University alum. Uh, yeah, so wish me luck time. with that. <laughs> wow. I hope you enjoy. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much, Ben. Have a good time on the uh, the live stream. All right, later. All right, guys. I appreciate it. He's still Sweet. here. Thanks for having me on, guys. <laughs> yeah, bye. Are we still alive? Are we still alive? It's still recording. It's still well, recording. We're not live. I have Later. a go. You can hop off. Joey and I are going to do that. Okay. That's funny. <laughs> I think he's so used to being the last person on the Zoom because he's the producer usually. Senior producer. Exactly.